Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. played the song we're back but where have we been is the question we didn't write we didn't post we didn't get on twitter we said nothing we just poof tumbleweed in the wind we got feedback (laughs) did we really we got plenty of feedback by being gone okay good feedback or bad feedback mostly what the fuck where'd you go why'd you go why aren't you back (laughs) okay yeah i actually responded to um to one of our listeners for the first time Ever, I think. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the hard, you know, it was, uh, it was Marcus, you know, so. Oh, good old Marcus. Loyal fan. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was Marcus. I had, I, I had to get back to him. Okay, well, now tell him. Where, where have we been? Why have we been gone? Well, let's see. Two of those weeks, we had uh, some playoff hockey action going on. and um, That's true. You know, with me being a Capitals fan, yes, I inevitably had to watch the. I had to watch the inevitable heartbreak. Um, we dirty. knew yes. got done dirty. Oh God, it wasn't was it? Bad. It was hard to watch, that wasn't was bad. it? Yeah. I oh that Pittsburgh series just. Mm. You knew it was gonna. I mean, they came back games five and six. They always do this to me every year in the second round. You know, they'll start to come back and they'll start to actually like put good games together. And get you actually forgetting about the fact that you're a fucking DC fan. And then game seven comes along and like the team just left, left their minds on the bus. That was hard for you to overcome. That was, yeah, it's brutal. So basically just come every May, just, you know, don't expect me to be around for a little while, specifically during those. uh, Well, you were around last May. And it is the capital, so it's not like every May they're going to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> no, every May they are relevant because they get to the second round and then get knocked the fuck off. Now, that's what took us some time to come back, but we sort of deliberately took a break. Yeah. Um, so we've been gone. When this drops, it will have been six weeks since our last episode. Long time for us. We've never gone more than – we usually don't miss a week. Usually we don't miss a week. Uh, at most, what has it been, two weeks? At uh, most. At the very most, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we just sort of, after that last show we did, we sort of, we came back and we tried to do a show the following week. And yeah. it just wasn't clicking. We, we both work day jobs. Um, and we normally record on Mondays. And just, I don't know, we were just burnt the fuck out. It was getting difficult. We were... Uh we're recording the show sometimes at eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, 
And by the time I got done in production, it would be 4 or 5 a.m. to get it to you guys. And then he has to turn around and get up for work at 6 a.m.? Yeah, usually I'm out the door about, well, it just depends on the morning, but I'm always up by about 6.30. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's an old middle-aged man. I am. You know, you can't put that on him. So, you know, I, for Jim, I think you just needed a rest, uh, at least for that week. I needed a rest, and I knew that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always busy, but this is a busier time of year than most of the time. And we were sitting down to do the show, particularly the Syria show, which would probably be the last show you guys listen to. And um, typically, when Travis and I sit down to talk, we're eager to talk to one another, and there just happens to be recorded. Right. And you might have noticed in the last few shows that it was getting to the point where... I don't know. We were sitting down and just kind of pulling topics out of the air so that we were entertaining because we were so fried. I mean, it was just, it was getting crazy. Yeah. Our schedules were crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, for, so for Jim, from the technical standpoint, I mean, that was just, you know, I just, he needed a break um, from the sleep, you know, just, just to get some fucking sleep. And for me, just from the creative aspect, I needed a break too, because literally we were coming to the table going, Okay, so what do you have this week? Well, I went to work. I came home, I ate, and then I went to bed. And um, the next day I got up, did the same thing, and rinse and repeat for the rest of the week. Yes, and we got some feedback while we were gone about some of these shows. And so even though some interesting, fun stuff that we'll talk about today went down, uh, we are going to redo the show a little bit. Yeah, we decided... It needs a little more structure. Yes. Uh, we've been listening to your feedback. Believe me, we actually do listen. And um, so during this hiatus, um, aside from just recharging our batteries, we've been taking notes. And we've, we're trying to get a better free show out to you. We've met four or five times to talk about it. We've gone through some structure. One of the things we aren't is a review show. We don't review products. We don't review TV shows or movies, when we talk about movies or we bring movies up, it's because we saw them and we noticed a lot of people liked that we were giving our impression. They either liked listening to us or felt some sort of you know middle ground. And so, well, did he like it or did he not? But that's not a whole show. And that's not really what When Life Attacks is about. That's not what we do. It's not when... I, well, I mean, that was part of our conversations was, you know, is this show When Movies Attack? Right. Or is this show when life attacks? So, and we had to kind of take a long look because, you know, Jim is right. We started doing some of the, mu- the movie stuff and then folks started interacting with us a little more. And so we kind of said, well, okay, that's cool. Um, let's talk. More so Jim than me. Most common ground. Right. And so, um, um, but it did, it just became one of those things like, you know, I'm not Siskel. Or not Ebert, you know. Or I don't know. I don't know who reviews movies anymore. You just said Siskel and Ebert. Like <laughs> I think both are dead. Yeah, <laughs> both are dead. Fuck. So, um, but yeah, we're 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 not those guys. So, um, and part of the reason we're doing this show is we kind of want to just build a little community of just people that I don't know that that are like minded like us. Right. That, you know. Um, we don't want to build a community like a Howard Stern type community where everything's fuck this and fuck that and you suck or this guy sucks and that sucks. 
We want to build a community of discussion. Well, he's also already doing that. It's pretty hard to be Howard Stern. Well, yeah, I'm not comparing. Yeah. I'm just saying that's kind of how he got famous was people tuned in. He was more radical. Yeah. yeah, he was way more radical. We're, trust me, I'm not comparing us to Howard Stern. I'm just yeah, no. saying that's not the kind of, what am I trying to say? What kind of, <laughs> I'm trying to say we just want. We want to give you a better show. We want to give you a better show and we want to give you a better community with which, um, in which to discuss the show or topics within. Yep, so we might talk about a movie one week, we might talk about a show, we might talk about a game, we might talk about something, but that is not going to be the show. But you can look forward to hearing things like that in the show. We'll, uh, we're going to work on guaranteeing you certain segments, and we're even going to work on how to talk about a movie unspoiled, <laughs> and then literally say, okay, you can tune back in at this time exactly in the podcast if you don't want to hear a spoiler, and we're just gonna we're gonna kind of tighten things up. We're gonna we need to do a better job. Yes. That being said, that we're uh, <laughs> working on the structure of the show. <laughs> it just so happens that um, in the middle of this, we were gonna come back. I don't know, two three weeks ago, and I ended up going to Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, that sounded like fun, man. I went with Angus, Scott Angus, who's been a guest host on the show. He took me for Christmas. It was my Christmas present from him. him Just like a belated Christmas present? Yep. My sister and he bought that a ticket for me to it for Christmas and obviously going in April. So we went down there and wow. <laughs> wow. I've never been to one. You've seen, remember uh, Comic-Con seen, when he was I've sending pictures, pictures back yeah, last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I went to a comic book show, it was a lot of middle-aged men and kids, uh, you know, and tables full of long box comics. There were no girls. There were no children. It it's was kind of like a gun show, but with comics. Yeah, it was real nerdy, you know, <laughs> yeah. super nerdy. And you had guys, you know, uh, two-wheeling comic boxes around, filling out their collections and people bartering. And that, that, was, a, that was a comic show. Right. This is way different. This is just so so different. That's besides, right besides the, so we met Stanley. Stan Lee, the Stanley. Okay, not Stanley, Stan Lee. Right. It was. We got a great picture. Scott so, and I was Stanley. Right. <laughs> all right. Every time you say it, I keep looking. At <laughs> Who the fuck is Stanley? <laughs> right. Uh, just just the biggest creator and. All comics, <laughs> uh, you know, he's just like the icon. But uh, yeah, I remember it, you were pretty giddy. You were texting me. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah, it was one hundred and ten dollars to meet him to get a photo with him. All right. So Angus and I, we are pumped. Did you get to talk to him? Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, all right. There are thousand people in line, maybe. So his time is very limited. There's a large man, bodyguard kind of guy screaming that you need to be ready. Do not touch Stan. Do not ask Stan questions. Do not shake Stan's hand. All of these instructions for the picture. So basically, Stan is there like a mannequin, and you step right next to Stan, smile when they say smile. There's no retakes. They pop a picture, and you walk out as fast as they can do that. And you said it was $100, essentially? $100. To do this, and there were about 1,000 people in line? Easily. That's how much money he just made. He did well. hundred grand. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he well. made six figures in how many? How many? 
like an hour, two hours? I stood in line for, they ask you to show up a half an hour before, and I would say all thousand people were through in less than two hours. Guy just made six figures in two hours. Right. To just stand and have people stand next to him and take pictures. Now, polar opposite, I also met Frank Miller. Do you know who Frank Miller is? He wrote Sin City. I'm familiar with Sin City. I'm not as familiar he did with the, him as an artist. He did the Dark Knight series. He okay. was the guy that made Batman. So he did a lot kind of that of kind of stuff. He's, okay. he's, he's, got a nice, he's got a nice catalog. Let's just say that. Another famous comic book guy. So uh, that was a signing. And I think that I, he bought an upgraded pass for the thing so you could go. I, I figure his, his, his autographs may be 100 bucks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he have 1,000 people in line? He had, I would imagine, about six to seven hundred people in line. Okay, it was five or six rows. Still, uh, he made more than a lot of people make in a year, based on you know, oh just yeah, hanging out, signing. And people were bold. It wasn't you could shake his hand. He would sign as much shit as you would put in front of him. Oh, people wow. would come put forty items in front of him. He'd sign them all. Wow, which made me think: Is this really worth a hundred dollars? Well, you know what? For him, yeah. I would sign it all too. Like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, I'm making 60, 70K for these two hours. What do you got? You got a hundred of them? All right, line them up, kid. Uh, totally. I would do it. I would have it. I'd have a fucking ear to ear, just shit eating <laughs> grin on my face. <laughs> you're like, you're like <laughs> running to the bank with your signature money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he, he, I, I even watched a symposium of he and Stan Lee together, which filled up a room of, I don't know how many thousand people watching the two just bullshit. Yeah. That being said, this autograph corner and f- f- the photography corner was one, just one thing, but there was, I don't know, probably nine or 10 different personalities in that area. And then there were 20 personalities of varied degree of fame signing autographs as well. I would call them maybe C stars, no big ticket names. What would you call us if we showed up? F stars? Yeah. <laughs> <I don't>, Z? <laughs> Z Ticket takers, maybe? <laughs> right. Uh, but in, in the show, it is... I would, I would actually be scared, actually, if someone came up to our booth at Comic-Con. Like, wait, you like us? Someone likes us? It put things into perspective. They have big comics. Yeah. Big artists who are, you know, some of the best color guys, uh, story guys. They're with their comic signing. Now, is there movie guys there, too? I always... Because, you know, you see people dressed up like Han and Luke and shit like that there, too. Obviously, Star Wars is a movie. Depends on... San Diego, they release a lot of television and movie stuff. But in the the Chicago Con, they were doing more comic book. Okay. Uh, The artists with fairly recognizable comics had 10 people, 50 people, maybe 150 people there to get... I mean, if you weren't... Frank Miller or Stan Lee, things were quiet. <laughs> right, because everyone was over there. Yeah, and there were people there that had a podcast that had you know bought a table for the show and were going to meet fans and try to interact. And How'd that turn out for them? Uh, Twitch was big there. Okay. Yeah, everyone's doing their Twitch stream. Yep. Yeah. The Twitch stream thing was alive and well there. There had, there had to be 500 people sitting at tables promoting comics throughout the three three days of the show, four days of the show. And they weren't charging $100 for it. They were probably it, like, I'll, I'll give you 10 bucks for, for my autograph, kid. Just buy the book, and I'll yeah. sign it. Right. That's how it was. Okay. And so it was... That actually makes more sense. That's, that seems a little less desperate. I pictured them as bigger celebrities. The I, comic book guys? Yeah, I don't know. I just... 
I felt like, well, wow, you've got this this book. It's selling you know ten thousand yeah. books a month a week or forty thousand a month or you know I don't know how many units is a lot these days, but it seems like they'd be pretty popular. Yeah, no, especially when it comes to like a lot of that stuff. Yeah, you do. You think like, holy shit, I think the world of this guy's work. You go out and you meet him, and he's like, you know, man, you know, I, I had to pull a shift at Chick Fil A the other day. <laughs> Dude, it's totally like that. It's totally like that. You're like, did you shower? Did you shower before the show? No, no time, man. <laughs> and there's, there's, le- I can't tell you how many tables there were like that. Both sides of an aisle, ten aisles, maybe twenty aisles. Okay, it was insane. <laughs> it was like if you gave each one of them a dollar, by the time you got done at the end, you'd be broke. Right. And they were all trying to give you either a free comic or a free postcard. And when you go to anything like that, you don't want to take anything for free because you'll haul it around all day long. Right. Ask right, yourself right. the opposite question. Uh, how much would I need to pay you to hold on to a comic during an eight-hour show? Well, let me ask you this. If you saw me and I just gave you a flyer, what would you do with it? Immediately to the ground. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, here. Oh, let me hold this for you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? So the autographs made sense in the show. It's a little bit, you know, bigger show. So you had bigger personalities, and they had all these panels and announcements, and you know, little geek things you could go to. And there were artists at the show signing their comments. All of that was pretty formula, right? Maybe five booths of places you could go dig through comics and buy comics. Not a lot of comic booths. Most of it was. It's all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, horror dolls and people promoting their own board games and people selling beer and t-shirts were all over hell. There were maybe four or five action figure, the pop figures. They were huge throughout the show. And really what everybody's there to see is everyone in cosplay. Right. And that's a big thing. Yeah. Cosplay has turned, uh, it's turned into a really, really big thing. Man, it's, I don't want to call it porn because that's strong. It, 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 it walks the razor's edge. It, it, literally. They, can. they had it to use a really... razor. Many of those girls had to, you know, tighten up because <laughs> it, was, it was like you saw everything. Yeah. And then you'd see the, which is weird because there's a 19 or 24-year-old girl, you know, who's scantily clad walking around the show and she's taking pictures with people and it's this. You know, now, did they looked, get paid? No, they they just freely come out and they love just, the attention. They just like the attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm, I think the show brings some cause people in, too, that are high quality, high... Right, maybe they're, trying to get it, maybe they're trying to get discovered. Set the mood, kind of bring in yeah. guys that are in, you know, $20,000 Transformer costumes and shit to kind of, you know, bring the feel of the Comic-Con. Right. But there are people there that are... They're just Hundreds, hundreds of people. Just, in Chicago. They're, well, they're probably hoping to get recognized so that they can get cast as one of those you know they're probably trying to get i think you're logical i think that's really logical but no way <laughs> i mean just, there's that like many do, they just like doing you it. you wouldn't believe it you honestly wouldn't believe it well, i'm not gonna knock their fetish i mean that's <laughs> their fetish <laughs> <laughs> but you see like the 40 you know? i mean it's harmless to me as long as no one you know gets hurt the 40 know? or 50 guys taking pictures of them that are yeah. 60 70 years old is i don't it's weird it's yeah, just a would, weird vibe I could see it. I could see that being so, a weird vibe. But like at the same af- time, if the person, the person's enjoying themselves doing it, you know, as long as they're safe, you know. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not judging you. You can do whatever you want. Just be safe. Just be safe. The whole time I'm walking through like, Jesus Christ, I thought this was a comic show. <laughs> this is way out of hand. We're in Chicago. 
But we were going to come back, remember, uh, and I was out of town for that show. Yes. And somehow, some, I don't even know how, your car broke down again. Yeah, yeah, just thing after fucking thing. So that was last week. We were supposed to come back last week. Car fucking broke down again. Getting old Travi in trouble here. And just, I, I was Actually, though, I thought I was out of, I thought that was my last AAA tow. I discovered it reset. That's good. Yeah, I have two left now. So. Hopefully you won't have to use them. Yeah, I keep saying that, everyone. So then we were like, well, when do we bring the show back? And How do we, we want to We do missed, it? we this, we've been structuring things, and we almost didn't do the show tonight because we both have work stuff going on. Right. And so I, I said, well, it's been too long. Man. <laughs> we just, we we might as well just quit. Do. Right. And we're, no, we got to do the show. And we had done, Travis had gotten special tickets. You know he's an alien freak. The guy's just <laughs> a freak. Which is funny because we just got done saying, you know, oh, we don't want to be a movie review show. <laughs> but we've, well, for, it's been months we've been talking about Alien. Yeah. We went and got special sneak tickets to Alien. So we go and we meet, and, and uh, that was the first time I'd eaten a sandwich inside a movie theater. Holy shit, dude. You brought a fucking spread. <laughs> like, so we get there, and we're about 30 minutes early before even just seating because. The movie start time says 7. We get there at 6.30. So to me, I'm not even going to go sit down to like 7.05. 7, because I don't give a fuck about previews. And uh, we get there, and we actually happen to be pulling into the parking lot at the same time. So I'm not thinking it's going to take us forever to get our food, so I have a cigarette before we go in. And we haven't seen each other in a while, so we just fucking shoot the shit. Oh, we're catching up. Yeah, and then we go inside... <laughs> And fucking Jim, just like, okay, so like, uh, tell me about the cheese sticks. <laughs> Which sucked. <laughs> cheese sticks? I have never seen an egg roll filled with cheese. It's so gross. That's what the thing So with, fucking it gross. It was a fucking egg roll, <laughs> like stuffed with cheese. And I mean, he's just, he's ordering a fucking spread. Onion, and then so like I'm thinking like okay, you, you getting this <laughs> yeah, like for share? Sure. I was fucking hungry. <laughs> so was I, but like kissing me, I'm like I have the chicken skewers, please. <laughs> right, I ordered a chicken sandwich with onion rings, and then I got mozzarella sticks for us to share, and then you got chicken skewers, and yeah. we got them with like the movie it started. Right, so we're putting the order in. By the time we get to ordering, it's like twenty till. You still think that's plenty of time to put your fucking order in and be able to eat before the movie? Yeah, reasonable. No, we didn't get our food until, yeah, start time. And so we just come waddling in. Like, it was embarrassing, kind of. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. We came in with just all this god-awful food. And um, you ended up throwing out, like, a good chunk of it. You were just like, fuck this. It was all shit. Okay, so you got chicken skewers. You got five chicken skewers. I got four egg roll mozzarella sticks, which were nasty, because who needs an egg roll full of cheese? It was, just it was literally a fucking egg roll full of mozzarella. And it was, it was nasty. And then to dip an egg roll into marinara? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> right. What are you thinking? <laughs> so that was gross. And it didn't matter. You know, the sign didn't have pictures. We were literally just like, oh, well, you know, no description. Right. And you, uh, uh, so I got chicken fingers with, or I got the chicken sandwich in, in addition to that with onion rings is my meal. Right. That at a restaurant, what, 30 bucks? Shit, tops. Maybe? Maybe. I'm saying like 20. Yeah, well, it was $49. Jesus. $49. They gave us a pager, remember? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we'll page you when it's ready. So uh, 
when I sat down and realized the mediocrity, I just wanted some nine dollar peanut M and M's, and that's that's ended up what you did. You went it's fucking just, rude. I went. <laughs> I just remember it was during the previews, and you were just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. <laughs> he just he just gets up, leaves. Next thing I know, I see him come back. He's got like a fucking packet of just peanut M and M's. Just you want some? I'm like, no, I'm good. I you live to. and learn, dude. Yeah, this is true. So next time. At least that specific theater. Just yeah, don't don't go with the food. Don't don't do it. It was a Marcus theater, right? Yeah, it was a Marcus theater. Marcus. Now they're all over the country, and they're known for these big red lounge chairs, which are the best. They're the class of the movie theater seating chairs. Those were good. Those were good. They've come with that drawback. That I remember, I told you, I told, I fucking told you that they're nasty because they're so comfortable. Yeah, it was a little weird, kind of lounging up to an alien film. You know, it's something you're expecting to be on the edge of your seat for. I'm there just Barco lounging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was trying to pull your attention towards what was going on to my right. Yeah, so now because of the Barco lounger experience, I don't even know if we need to talk about the movie. We need to talk about the experience. Yeah, we need to talk, yeah. Um, I got it to, I mean, so Jim's just elbowing me throughout, just, can't stand these fucking people next to me. But you thought I didn't like the movie. When I was, when you were looking at me, I could feel vibe like Jim's going to be a fucking asshole about this movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And just, I can't stand these people around me. Fuck this movie. Fuck this food. <laughs> oh, look at you. You went, oh, you got the chicken skewers. Those are actually good. They did Fuck smell you. good. Yeah, they, they were decent. I man. felt like I got kind of fucked there. Yeah, right. yeah. I, uh, I, I made a good call on that. You did. Light. Yeah, nice, embarrassing. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, though, feeling around for these skewers in the dark. Because <laughs> you're just afraid you're going to just jab yourself, you know? Like, you're going to pick one up, and then, like, after a while, you have to feel through, like, all the skewers. Like, one, two, three, four, four. Fuck, okay, I ate them all. They were pretty nice. Yeah. Like, they were quality. I'll give them that. They weren't, they weren't $22 quality. No, no, no. What, 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 were, what were the people next to you eating? Well, that was a thing, dude. They said they were, remember, they were rude when they came in. They knocked our feet and shit. I mean, there's yeah. a large breadth of space. We, we were sitting right next to the handicapped seats because that's where you get the most room. Yes, totally. Like, just, just, just tip from the pro, Jim here. If you go to one of those theaters, sit behind the handicap row. Best seats in the house. For sure. Yeah, we had good seats. And they had plenty of room. They had plenty of room. They weren't sitting directly next to us. What were they? About what? About two, three two chairs. Two, two chairs. Two, two to three chairs. Yeah. Away. Decent buffer zone between. Yes. I had some room in there because they're huge chairs. So, what is that? It's probably seven or eight regular movie seats. I mean, there's, <laughs> right. it's yeah. an ample space. Yeah. But they came in with blankets. So, I was, I was sketched out right away. Well, and then just half the kids that showed up there came in their pajamas. Yeah. They, they came in their pajamas. They came with blankets. It's a <laughs> Thursday night. Like, uh, is this fucking sleep a lot? Like, just go to your fucking house and watch a movie if you're going to do that. And it felt like the design was to actually come in your pajamas. Yeah. It made the seats feel nasty. Like, yeah. am I in a teenage, you know, like the teenage back room? <laughs> right, right. Am I sitting in some teenage backwash? Oh, God, it was just... <laughs> and so I was good, you know, I was into the movie. The movie actually holds your... We'll get to the movie. But midway through the movie, I hear that pop, like when you open a, a pickle jar. Yeah. The from the can of pop, right? They're going back. And forth. What the, you what hear the, the eating? <laughs> what were they from fucking the pickle? eating? 
They were eating something super loud. Chips. Like they brought in potato chips from home. Yeah, and then they were going back and forth with their phone. They were texting people back and forth on their phone. And so when, just the, your peripheral is just constantly lighting up. <laughs> and yours isn't. I keep looking at you like, are you seeing this? I'm in the movie, man. I'm in the fucking movie. And so he keeps... And then finally, one time he was like, are, like, dude, did you fucking see... And I look over, and all I can see is this blanket <laughs> and something bobbing up and down underneath the blanket. So gross. <laughs> And uh, it wasn't a face hugger. <laughs> so gross. Or actually, what would that be? A chest burster. It was not a chest burster bobbing up and down um, in this guy's crotchial region. But you semi-bust them, and they get up and leave in the middle of the picture. Did they really? Yeah, they got up and walked right by us and out. They were, they were what, out. Like when I looked over there, like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that, that or he finished, one of the two. <laughs> he probably finished. <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck think it was... movie. Yeah, I don't think it was like my... Cause it, I thought it was a grief, you know, brief, just like the fuck you doing, kid? Oh yeah, I'm in an aliens movie. Attention back here, like <laughs> it ruined it. I, I believe I've discussed this on past podcasts, but you, you know, yeah, you talked about the people with the baby the one time. Mm-hmm. You just have bad luck, man. Well, I go to a lot of movies, yeah. so I you know, I guess it's a percentage yeah, thing. Ten percent of the time, you're miserable. Yeah. Um. Well, and the funny thing is, too, we ended up inadvertently swapping tickets. Seats. Yeah, seats. I should have been in your seat. Yeah. I'd have been I, happier. Yeah, I should have been in yours. I wouldn't have been happier. No, I wouldn't have been. Definitely if, would have affected your experience. <laughs> yeah. The heavy Which petting. is kind of a shame because you were going to go into this experience pure. Mm-hmm. I had had the whole movie fucking spoiled for me. Thank you for uh, releasing a week earlier in England and, what, two weeks earlier in See, Korea? that's bullshit. That is bullshit. No, you did because not of, have it ruined for you. Yeah. You ruined the movie. Yeah, because you know how much I fucking love Alien. I can't not read it. If, there, if someone publishes something about it, I'm going to fucking read it. I, I can't not do it. No, you can. You cannot do it. Just like at Christmas, no, you I don't can't. just tear into the presents under the tree because you have to wait. You- right, 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 right. That, that's, that's, that's when you like actually see the movie, but you go under the tree and you take a little exacto knife and you cut a little what slit in the tape. You? you didn't do that. You did that? Yeah, why not? Because it's shitty and you ruin the day. You ruin the surprise. <laughs> hey, at that point, I knew Santa Claus didn't exist. You were exacto knifing the presents? Once or twice. Just, just. I, 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 hope I, your dad's I, listening. I, I allowed myself to pick one. I picked one, and I said, "Typically, it was the big one." You're you're reeling backwards. Yeah, no, I don't I, believe you. Yeah, no, no, I didn't have time enough to like get to all of them. Your parents I put the caught. big gift out. Oh yeah, yeah. then they, they deserve the, it. Yeah, they should have held that back. So you dropped that as a surprise, so that Santa might have actually come. You don't just put that into the tree haphazardly. That's mm-hmm. amateur. Well, there you go. Well, and then one year, it all started actually. One year, um, something must have like fell literally on one of the toys my dad got me when I was like five or six. I did not do this. But somehow a hole had got poked through the paper and I was able to see inside of it. And that's like, that's, that's when like the ideas started for me. Like, oh, wait a minute. I can just remove the paper. <laughs> I can just. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm that kid on Christmas, okay? I can't not, especially when I think that it's going to be one of like the coolest, most favorite toys I've ever got. Did I cut out? I did. Okay, so Jim's a great guy. Those of you that are Alien fans, hey, Jim, thanks for staying up late and removing all of the spoilers that Travis was going to put into the, was it The Life? Was it that episode? Which one were you going through the roster saying who was going to make it? Do you remember that? Oh, that show got cut. 
Yeah, I cut that out because you spoiled almost the entire movie. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, first off, the trailers. Before I even had to read, before I had to read, well, I had to read. Whoa, 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 you're going to spoil shit? All right, so, sh- no, no, no. So I knew how. There's no way not to spoil it because you're about to spoil it. All right, then give them, give them your, give them your thing. Well, it's 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 three uh, thirty. I will make sure that Travis is done spoiling this movie by forty one minutes, uh, give or take. Actually, that's not true. I'll tell you what. I will come back in. We'll we'll play. How are we going to do this? Because I got to I got to I got to. I got monkey with things a little <laughs> right. bit here. Well, and then once you edit some stuff too, it's going to be a totally different time. Right. Yeah. Cause I, you know, take- uh, come back in like 10 minutes. <laughs> we never done in 10 minutes. 15, come back in 15 to I'll 20. I'll tell you what, I'll give you 10 minutes to spoil this. So those of you look down at your thing and within 10 minutes, he'll be done spoiling this. If you're going to see this movie, go ahead. All right. Wreck so, it. So I already knew how essentially, all but like two people were going to die just by the previews alone. All of the previews. So I watched all the fucking previews. And just from them alone, I could tell who was going to die, how they were going to die. There was about three people I wasn't quite sure about. One of them I knew he was going to die. I just didn't know how he was going to die. But I could have told you the majority of those deaths. Um, the only two I couldn't tell you were the heroine, um, Catherine Waterston's character, Daniels, mm-hmm. and uh, Danny McBride. And Franco, you just knew his character was going to get it because they called him Captain Branson, yet in the movie it clearly states that Billy Crudup's character, Captain Orem, is going to take over. So they're like, okay, something's going to happen in hypersleep. Called it. Something happened in hypersleep. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you, what the fuck was up with those hypersleep pods? I, like, I why, why did it fry? Why, why did they have to get out real quick before they, like, incinerated the crew? Are, we, are, you, are you done? Are you done? Spoiling? This is all spoil. Because it's going to last longer than 10 minutes. I have passionate, negative feelings about this movie. Yeah, so let's just get into it from the beginning. So it starts with James Franco's character essentially getting incinerated. Yeah, it starts with the ship unfurling. It's all automated, and it has one uh, cyborg. Android. Android, thank you, running the ship. And it puts these enormous solar panels out. And all of a sudden, there's a... Solar sails. Uh, what is it? Uh, like like a neutrino burst or something yeah. like that. Yeah. W- wakes everybody up. There's an emergency. There's fires everywhere. People are burning to death in their pods because the ship's not stable and gets wrecked. Right. But how the fuck did the burning cause? Like, it's a cryo sleep pod. So, how the fuck did, like, because remember, even with the main character, they had to get her out of her pod within a certain amount of time. Otherwise, she was going to fry. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm like one of those fucking colonists, I'm going, wait, you're going to send me seven years in one of those? Fire in space in in general. I thought fire in a ship, ship's done. Right. Once again, it's a sci-fi movie, so suspension of disbelief. I'll give it that. But they kind of had me at the cryopod. Like, how the fuck does a cryopod just... I, I gave uh, I gave them that I gave them the cryopod I gave them the supernova I gave them all of that okay where you didn't so you were turned off by that now remember Travis ends on a positive road with this film <laughs> Jim I fucking do not going, yeah um, so then from there um, we get to know Billy Crudup's character who's very much just instantly you can tell he's got no confidence there's a reason he was numero two. And the two of us sit there going, how did this guy even make it up to number two? 
Because Fra- Fra- Franco is the captain and burns to death in his pod, and then this this guy, this number two that they didn't want to be captain, is he's suddenly the thrust mate. into the position. Right, and he's like almost crying, not because of the death, but because he's captain. <laughs> he's captain. He's not prepared for this shit. So and terrible. immediately, like the crew just wants to go have like a little tribute to their captain that just died, and he's just. <gasps> He starts out like crying, like they disobeyed an order. I gave him an order not to respect him, <laughs> and like they don't respect me. And it's his fucking wife. That's the other thing is everybody's paired off in couples. Yeah, on the ship. That's the crew. Yeah, and his wife's and wives. trying to be like, hey, let them fucking mourn the guy. <laughs> she just she's burying her husband. Yeah, she's burying her husband <laughs> to, to a, a toast. Break. Maybe back down a little. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally crying. He's crying over it. And so this is where I start to tumble. Okay. So then he kind of sees that he's losing the crew, or he feels like he doesn't have the crew's respect. He's losing them. And so they pick up a transmission from this planet. And you're being very generous with it being a transmission. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they pick, pick up, up a, a signal. signal. <laughs> yeah. um, and so they basically have seven years to go. They got to get back in their cryopods, go to sleep. They've got seven years to go to get to the planet that they're going to terraform. Or they pull up the scanners. How did we miss this on the scans? We scanned this entire section, yet we're just figuring this out. Well, it looks really good. Let's, let's do it. Of course, you have the voice of reason, our main character saying, dude, uh, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yes. And then you have him, well, I'm in charge now. We and, dick captain, yeah. Yeah, I'm in charge now. And then you've got other crew. And actually, the guy that makes this um, call, he actually... Ends up making a really dumb call later in the movie. Um, he's just like, well, I don't want to get back in those cryopods. Keep in mind, they are a colony mission. So there are another, what, 2,000 2, people, people sleeping on the ship. Plus 1,400 embri- second-generation embryos. Yeah, they had some cool shit that way. I like that. Yeah. I like how they planned on like populating the planet. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That, I, there was a lot of sci-fi shit I thought was cool. Yeah. But they trained... To terraform this planet. Yeah. A decade. A decade. The specific planet they're going to. And they trained as a crew. Yes. Yes. And just flippantly, they're going to take a seven-week trip to this planet with one signal, and they're going to see if it's habitable. Yeah. And this is kind of where I agree with Jim. It kind of turns into... Actually, I think you're going to find, now that I've had more time to digest it, we we might agree a little more than... I would have thought originally. I think you're just really processing right now. So they, uh, they go down to the... Keep in mind, I thought Phantom Minutes was great the second I walked out of it, just because I was happy to see a Star Everybody Wars Everybody disregarded you, so heard that. And then later I came to realize, yes, oh, oh that wasn't good. No. It's, uh, but stay with me. Stay with so, me. So they decide they're going to go down. And they go down, and this is literally when every single character starts to make decisions as if they're in a teenage horror slasher flick. God, that's generous. Like literally every decision, like where you go, don't go down that hall. Oh, guess what guy's going to do? He's going to go down the hall. And it's all of them. It's every single person, except for the captain's wife. I thought she did a decent job. The one, so she goes off to do some like ecological surveys and, Mm -hmm. you know, he sends one of the um, security personnel with her. Mm Mm-hmm to just kind of watch over in case something happens. And he ends up getting infected by a spore after she tells him, watch where you're stepping. 
And uh, what does he do? He goes off for a smoke, doesn't watch where he's stepping. Didn't it bother you, though, at all that we not only do are we disregarding the original plan, but we decide that we're going to find the source of this signal on a planet we know nothing about. And when they get there, they land on water. They have no idea if there's a dinosaur-sized creature that's going to come after them. I mean, they just <laughs> right. like, well, we'll just, you know, fuck it. Let's, ch- let's chance it. Yeah. Then everybody gets out. And where they land in correlation to where they need to go, was it seven miles? Oh, it wasn't seven miles, but it was, it was like an easy, it was like within five miles, which for security force, that's, you should be able to march five miles. What kind of terrain? Straight up a mountain. <laughs> fucking Alps, dude. Straight up a fucking mountain. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> like, <laughs> it pissed me off. Yeah. Now, remember when we talked about life, the movie Life? Right. My problem with life was around every corner, they disregarded all of their training and everything they were supposed to do. Right. They disregarded protocol. Would you agree that within the first 30 minutes of this movie, that is exactly what happens? I would say that continued throughout the movie. Because uh, later on, we had a scene with Danny McBride's character where, um, now keep in mind, he's stuck on the ship. And now he's heard some shit go down, and he's naturally worried, as any of us would be, because um, he believes his wife is in peril. His wife went down with the dropship crew. And what do they tell him? Like, okay, you have to stay. There's this huge electromagnetic storm going on. A hurricane. Uh, yeah. And he's basically on what is a ship that's just a carrier platform of frozen humans. And it's his job to take care of said humans. Yeah, like a long-haul trailer spaceship. Yes. One you would not enter into an atmosphere with. Right. And um, they tell him, you know, don't get within, what was it, like a thou- like 100 feet or something like that. And then... They had it in levels, right? And it was like... Right. And then, then he goes like 20. Feet. And then, then he goes to 80. Yeah. They tell him, you know, that's already dangerous. But he's like, oh, wait, I think I'm starting to hear a signal. Let's go double that. And he goes down to like 40. And you're just like, holy shit. 2,000 people. 2,000 people. Right. Yeah. You're doing this to 2,000 people. And that didn't pull you out of the picture at all. Oh, it did. Remember, you don't remember me going, Jesus Christ. They were masturbating next to me or something. So I was taken out of it a little. Yeah. No, I I, I went, Jesus Christ, during that moment. Like, are you fucking serious? I think I even threw my hands up in the air a little bit. Like, so now am I being too hard on a movie? Because I feel, I feel strongly that they create, you know, he, I, you know, one of the things that bothered me about the, the movie was that Ridley Scott is so thoroughly impressed with himself. <laughs> and I feel that through the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, I think visually it was very beautiful, very well shot. Totally. Sound effects. I mean, all of that. Um, really the only thing lacking f- just character development. That's really if I gave it a seven out of 10 and if he had actually just developed the characters one iota of what he did in alien or a little bit, you know, more like, so for like the Prometheus characters, um, I would have given it a higher score, okay. but the character development, it was, was shit. Just, it was just literally, uh, I mean, the plot was horrible. I didn't think it sucked. It just, it was a sketch without color, if you ask me. They, 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 they had a good outline. I think they had a good outline and a good plan. And if you would have gotten to know these people better... A good outline. I think they had a decent outline. <laughs> now we've gone down to decent. 
a good, decent outline. Like, because you didn't like the ship, you didn't like how they rescued people. We didn't like why they picked the planet. We didn't like how they ended up on the planet. What they did on the planet. How they rescued one another on the planet. How they ended up ultimately leaving the planet. The circumstances of leaving the planet, or where they inevitably end up. So, what part of the outline were you satisfied with, or was it because they were correcting Prometheus? I think a little bit of it was Ridley Scott was clearly washing his hand of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And I think a little bit of it, too, was he clearly said, all right, well, you guys, you fanboys, you want some xenomorphs? You want some people getting just slaughtered by xenomorphs? Here you go. And he gave it to him. I thought he gave it to him. Those were some of the bloodiest, goriest deaths that I've seen in an alien movie. The special effects were awesome. The sound was awesome. The I thought the neomorph scene in the wheat field... That was cool. That was creepy as fuck. They had some really cool stuff. They they did. The the movie was well made. Um, You and I wouldn't go out with our camcorders and come anywhere close. I get that. Right. Um, I thought the neomorph was way more interesting than the the protomorph. I can't call it a xenomorph because when it bursts out of the chest, it doesn't come out as the uh, chest burster worm looking thing. It pretty much comes out already. Okay. So a little thing here. He's a super fucking geek about aliens and if you don't really know your shit about aliens you he's giving you names of aliens that you aren't going to be able to place with aliens you've seen in other movies so there are little tiny aliens there's the little i don't know call it a starfish that latches on your face face hugger face hugger there i mean there are many iterations of aliens on this planet and he knows all of their names so he should apologize (laughs) For talking to us all, like we would know that. How many people do you think listening know? What did you call a xenomorph? There's a xeno. Yeah, the xenomorph's like the main one, like from the main original series. Like that's that's a xenomorph. That was the one that jumped, not jumped out of the chest. That was yeah. The that's one. yeah. Well, the chest burster then grows into the xenomorph. Okay. All right. So that's the little kind of worm looking white thing. Li- white thing, and it's kind of tentacle like, right? No, it's not tentacle. It just kind of looks like a long giant worm. Kind of like a penis worm. When it pops out of the chest, but then it turns into a little guy, right? Well, no. Then after that, it kind of typically scampers off, and then it molts and sheds, and within... (laughs) Yeah, so it does transform into some... Yeah, then it transforms into a fucking xenomorph. Uh, No, Jim. It scampers off, and it's got some time to, you know, grow. Typically, they do. You know, unless they're in a hive. Then if they're in the hive, then they're fine. You Mm -hmm. know, they don't have to hide. Did it bother you at all that the gestation period for these things follows none of the movies? Okay. So I've thought about that. Okay. Because it did bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember. That was one of the first things. I was like, that was pretty fucking quick. Right. And that one face hugger wasn't even on that guy that long before. Um, yes. I remember you saying that in the parking lot. I, like was, go- I was going the, through a lot at that time. Yeah. Uh, that really pissed me off. Um but the way I've been able to kind of give them a pass on that is it's still a different breed. It's not the xenomorph breed. It's a protomorph breed. So, and even the face hugger was a little different. It comes out of a different looking egg. Yes, they were able to put that. And that's really what I felt like the, the movie needed more of to keep me in it were those throwaway pieces of dialogue that allow me to stop questioning everything that was going on. Right. There was that at the end. We don't have to spoil the whole thing because some people will right, listen right. to this and still be interested. But have we hit the stop spoiler spot? Uh, yeah, we're about fifteen minutes. It's been about fifteen. Minutes. We can and stop we spoiling the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got one more. I've got one more thing I got to talk about. 
Okay. But no, continue, though, with what you were saying. Well, what, oh, the, uh, I just wanted them to put more, uh, you know, the, the script needed things. But even even with that, he he literally has his own character say that his monster, his movie monster, mm-hmm. is the perfect monster. Right. They actually say that to us, the audience. It's the perfect monster. Yeah. I mean, I think he says it because, you you know, you asked me the question, well, what would a kid think that hasn't seen the original Alien? What would he think about this movie? He would think he's never going to see another Alien. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, but, no, it just bothered me. Yeah, the gestation period on that second guy especially. Um, because yep, the thing was yep. on his face for like half a second. And then this is what got me. And this is something that bothers me with just acting in general in movies. What does he say after... Okay, so the guy stabs the alien, and then some acid gets on his face. Do you remember what he says? He tells you. (laughs) It's burning my face! Yeah, we can see that. It's literally nearly smoking out the room. Yeah. Yeah, You can tell. It's burning my face! Why do actors feel the need to tell us what the fuck is happening to them? I mean, mostly it happens in comedy movies. Like a guy farts, and then you have like the typical just the guy starts smelling it. Then he's like, oh, oh, I can taste it. Oh, oh, it tastes like sulfur and, and dead squirrels. And like they, they tell you. Yeah, Biodome, great show. And so, but I mean, I don't know. When I went to school for acting, like they always told us, if you have to tell the audience what's happening, then you're not doing a good job of acting. It's called acting because you act it out. Um, I just don't know why they just constantly feel the need to tell us what the fuck is happening to them. That's happening in like, a lot of movies right now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's been a huge trend. I would say it started about roughly 10 years ago. And um, probably around like the Ashton Kutcher era. Right. And um, it's just annoying as fuck. Okay, so you take like the fart scene that I just described, <laughs> but then take a movie like Dumb and Dumber. Just take the fart scene <laughs> I just described. All right. And now, like, let's go into a movie like Dumb and Dumber. Jeff Daniels' character just gets X-laxed by Jim's, Jim Carrey's character. And he's driving on just all jauntily to, like, this date. Right. And then all of a sudden, you just hear this... And he just goes from smiling to just concerned. Terror. Just, just terror. And just in one look, he was able to tell you what the fuck... What the fuck was going on? Oh, man, you're, you're amped up. He's knocking shit over. He's knocking shit over. He's so amped up. But, I mean, seriously, it was just so perfect. In that one face, that one action, you knew all you needed to know. Right. You didn't need, I've got to take a shit. We know because he fucking acted it out. <laughs> the, movie, the movie suffered so many different places that... Um, it really wasn't that I was having a bad experience. I just, I was excited. We've been talking about this since October. We've been August. talking about it for a long while. I don't even know how far back it goes. But it's been I just, a while. Maybe yeah. even our earliest episodes, we've been talking about the new alien and it came out and I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't, I, I had not built it up in my mind to be this, you know, yeah. Ben her picture. I just, it was just not as, it just, it just didn't engage me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll admit there were times by the third act, I was kind of ready. I was ready to go home. The Neomorph clearly took the, 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 I don't know. What would you say? Uh, took, stole, stole, stole the scene, I guess, from the Xeno, the, the protomorph, I should say. I can't call it a Xenomorph, the protomorph. And by the time that thing came on, uh, it was just kind of like, okay, I don't know. 
<laughs> By the time go. they were fighting on an aircraft mid-flight, yeah, I was like, "Who the hell wrote this script?" Yeah, yeah, it got a little Michael Bay. Totally, it got a little Michael. Well Bay. said. Well said. It got a little less Ridley Scott and a little. Now we pulled it back to some Ridley Scott for the end, uh, except the damn shower scene. So. Yeah, I know gets, what you're talking about, but what do you... So everyone everyone gets rescued, everyone's all good, and so the couple, um, the guy that I mentioned earlier that was like, I'm not going back in my cryo, you know, my, my cryo tube, um, hypersleeper, um, him and his wife decide to just get it on in the shower. They go take a shower together. They go take a shower. Having an intimate moment. And they just start blasting music. Well, after all this shit had just happened... You've got a crew member that just got put back on the ship. So many crew members died. (laughs) So many. Yeah. Like their whole crew basically got wiped out. Uh, You brought one of them on the ship that's, he's not doing too good. No, he's in bad shape. (laughs) He's in bad shape. It just burned his face, you know? And um, yeah, let's just go blast some fucking, (laughs) just some R&B music and get it on in the shower. It was so obtuse. It was so weird. Yeah, and so that, but that was their way of explaining away why they don't hear the warning. Because they're like, okay, where are those two? Mother, you know, that's like the onboard um, computer for the ship. Warn these two. So the ship sends out a warning to these people. Eh, eh, hey, you two, danger. Get the fuck out. And they can't hear it because they're, they're blasting some Barry White type God. shit. Damn it, that's another thing that irritates me, and I thought you would bring it up. Continue. Well, so they get whacked, and it's just another one of those, you know, fucking teenage hacker or teenage slasher style movie moments that just had me going. Is it this was a Rid- Friday the 13th for sure. Yeah, it was just like, is this a Ridley Scott alien movie, or is this Friday the fucking 13th? So the... Not only was that out of place, because, I mean, you don't know. I mean, you guys haven't seen it, but literally, like, 90% of the crew is wasted by this alien it does, And it does not take long. And to be, even be in the mood, bravo. <laughs> right? What are you doing? <laughs> right? What are you doing? Maybe they're just adrenaline junkies. I don't know. This ship had barely taken off, and they're like, we really need to, you know. We just got yeah, it. I, I, I got I a release. <laughs> but Mother is aware that there's an alien presence on the ship. Now, I, like I said, I don't want to spoil the whole movie for you, but if it is that in tune with something it has never seen before, there are other members on the ship that should not be on the ship without everyone being alerted, and they just scoot right past that. Yeah. It's like the tech works in this instance, but on the other ones, eh, you know, we're a little sketched out. Yeah, you know, because we got to move the story along. But that's a huge plot point, and they didn't necessarily need to do that. He could have done anything. They could have put a throwaway piece of dialogue in there. Something could have happened to make that work. Yes. And it didn't happen. No. Irritating. No, instead we got Jason Voorhees in space. Yeah. Actually, and they already made a Jason Voorhees in space movie. Well, we'll okay. We're going to, we've spoiled. We've, we've started. I think we've come to the end. There's a shock, quote unquote, shocking ending. But if you actually pay attention to the whole movie, it's not going to be that shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, we, we probably spent almost a half hour spoiling it. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it out? <laughs> what did you give it? I, I like a 10-point system, you know that. Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10 because even though I gave it a lot of shit, it still was 
it still held my attention. A 7 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I wanted to see a hell of a lot more from it, but I still ended up giving it a 7 out of 10. And, and I'm probably just just here. Maybe, maybe I'm cloudy because it's an alien movie. Imagine it's a gas tank. Okay. You were saying that gas tank is three quarters full. No, I'm saying closer to like two thirds. Let's see, we gotta do the math. That's sixty six point six percent. So you're, you're giving it like a six and a half. Yeah, that that feels more realistic. Yeah, I was at like four and a half five. Okay, so that tank wasn't even half full. Well, there were a lot of things I thought brought it. You know, it wasn't horrible. Brought right. it average. There were a lot of sweet visuals. There were cool weapons. There were cool monsters. There there were. I was entertained through the whole movie, even though I'm that guy that can't. I trip over my own, you know, I start picking apart the script while I'm watching it. It's just, I've seen so many movies. It's like, please don't do this. And they do it. And it's yeah. like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. I was hoping for something better. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I do that. If you don't do that when you see a movie, you will probably lean towards more Travis. But if you lean more in my direction where you're like, well, he lost the keys in the sewer. Why is he all of a sudden driving the car? You know, they didn't show us him hotwire it. Why is he driving the car? What's right. going on? I'm that guy. So I gave it a four and a half. All right. It's a long road coming towards aliens. And, you know, we just told them we weren't going to be doing lots of review stuff. But yeah. uh, we this need to is, work on shortening this type of segment. This is part of what we I need to agree, work on. I agree. But this is something that we've been really looking forward to for a while. Really looking forward and to. And you, you know me. I fucking write pre, you know, I'm, you know, like I, in my free time. I was working on the prequel to Aliens until Ridley Scott came along and said, all that shenanigans is over and done with because I'm taking over now. Yeah, he ruined every prequel writer's passion. Yeah, so. So uh, there's been some developments in your personal life. You've been, do- you've been doing some things for our show and our listeners that I think are pretty cool because it both benefits you and will benefit them and they'll love to hear about it. I don't know how this benefits me at all. This has been god awful for me, but yeah. You need this. Why well, need this? You need, this. need this. You you know what? You know why you need this? Why do I need this? Because you're too happy. I'm too happy. You're too happy. Oh shit! I knew you had an ulterior motive. You're too happy. I you, knew you had. You want to. You want to pull me in with all of you miserable married people. No, I don't want you to become complacent in being single. I think there's a lot of rewards in being with another person, and I think that you have stopped working on it. So I suggested. I said, you know, it will be good for the show. And it'll be good for us. This is, this is good for everybody. And so we're, we're, we're having a meeting, and I'm like, you got to try a dating site. And he makes it clear he doesn't want to go to a pay site. I'm like, all right, well, why don't you try POF, Plenty of Fish? It's kind of a dirty site. I know what some of you are thinking. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't dated since, you know, the early uh, yeah. 2000s. So uh, he's telling me, oh, it's good. It's fine. You'll be good. I did. And the only thing I can think of is when we were in beta and we had Wizard Sleeve on the show. Yeah. And he was talking about POF and that was early, early, early stuff. Yeah, that that episode will never see the light of day. No, he was graphic. <laughs> but he did have good information and was successful on POF and it was free. So we got you the app, put you on there, got yeah. a picture. Yeah, Jim Jim set up my profile. Well, you helped. Yeah, yeah. You did half of it. I did that question and answer. You answered the questions. Right. So you could be matched up to people and right away things were happening. Yeah, so within within two, three days, I get a, hello there. 
and panic sets in. Like, holy shit, this is happening. People were fucking talking to me now. Uh, and so I just freaked the fuck out. I text Jim. I was like, someone just said hello to me. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> I know. I don't know why you came unhinged. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. I, I haven't. It's been over a year since my last date. Probably a year, bef- two years. I don't know how many, you know, before that. What do I do? And you're like, why don't you try saying hello? Yeah. Hello. I can do that. Hello. Oh, at this point, we agree it was needed, right? It's needed that you needed to do that. You needed to try this. Uh, I don't know if it was fully agreed upon, but yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, yeah, I agreed. I agreed. Well, you're saying that you didn't know how to say hi back. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I guess I need to start interacting more with. It seems to me that this is a good experience for you, and I want to know. Actually, because he's, he's being kind of coy about it. Why did it bother you? you? You put yourself out there and people responded. Doesn't that make you feel good? In fact, the person responded was cute. Yeah, she was cute. Um, so then this is basically what happened. She's like, hey, you looking forward to this beautiful Saturday? Because we had a nice, nice Saturday. And I said something along the lines of, um, well, I'll enjoy it later. I'm at work right now. And she was like, oh, man, it's beautiful outside. I had brunch with a friend. It's fabulous. Why do you have to work on a Saturday? I'm like, well, I work in, and I told her my profession, which, uh, you know, I work in pharmaceuticals. And she was just like, that's it. Didn't hear a thing. Oh, I said, you know, I, I told her my profession, and then um, I felt like, okay, well, at this point, okay, let me ask you a question about yourself. I noticed on your thing it says you like to read. What are just some some of your favorite books? Radio Silence. Okay. So I just went from like being just way the fuck up here, like, oh shit, somebody actually wants to chat with me to mm-hmm. okay, okay, having a normal conversation. What's your favorite books? What type of books do you like to read? That was the deal breaker? You say, you know, I'm nope. so I'm sorry I showed an interest in your interests. <laughs> <laughs> and how many girls, without getting too crazy, but how many girls did you reach out to that got back to you and this was the outcome? I, so that just destroyed my confidence. Okay. Uh, she has since deleted her account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. I asked the girl what kind of books she reads and uh, she goes, <laughs> deletes her account. All right. All right. Um, she's like, well, fuck this guy. So, um, so I've been ex- no. And so you stopped. I've stopped. And um, did you pull your account? I did not pull my account. I, I, I've stuck with it. I actually got a hello from someone today. Okay. Uh, physically not attracted to this person. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, and then there was one today. So I was like, all right, all right. Well, I got to tell Jim something here. <laughs> so I fucking, so I sent a message to another one. Uh-huh. I uh, yet to hear back. Okay, so you've basically done nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, here are, like some of the type of people that are looking at me. Like, what the fuck is? <laughs> all right, who the fuck like this one? All right, run in the mud. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, like a marathon mud run? Yeah. So here's what she's into: mud runs, wakeboarding, comedy clubs. So I'm like, okay, comedy clubs. You know, like, right? Uh, I'm a big family person. I wouldn't call myself a huge family person, but you know. I love them. Oh, you're you're a family guy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I just, just I just don't live around them. Well, no, but that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love your family. Right. Uh, laughing, honest people, horror movies, chocolate, coffee, and weights. So she's kind of a fitness bug. Yeah. So um, in her description, she says, I'm a very active person, blah, blah, blah. Do you guys even read this? By the way, if I have bigger arms than you, it's probably not going to work out. Really, I'm just going to see what happens here. And another thing, if you don't have a picture, I'm definitely not going to respond. If you're married, move the fuck on. She says this in all caps. Uh, If you have made it this far, I would also like to add that I tried to take care of myself, so I expect the same out of you. I mean, do you even lift, bro? Yeah, it might be a good one to pass on, given your personality. Yeah. Um, And like a lot of them, I'm just seeing... So I like to go skiing, followed by a mountain climb, followed by fishing, followed by a... Well, that's all a, code for they don't so want to be with a whale. They don't so, want fatties and nerds to bug them. Yeah. Uh, I had another one who seemed kind of like cool and artsy. Uh, then I go, like, every one of her pictures, she's just all in black. <laughs> but she's like... <laughs> like she's but she's not she, happy. But I can't remember. She was wearing like a Shonen Knife shirt, which is like cool. That's like a nice, obscure, like indie band reference. And I'm like, all right, I can get behind that. And then I just read down the line, and she's like, don't talk, don't say anything, basically just come over, fuck, leave. Right. Well, well, that's not very warm. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you you couldn't just cast one line in one bay, get a nibble and decide fishing wasn't worth it. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're looking at the type of fish that might be in the pond... You know, I'm just looking at this one like, okay. Like, just basically, I'm just into art. Um, I'm a very dark person. I just, like, it almost, like, kind of, like, like, had me worried. under 25? No, no, no. I feel like she was probably under 25. No, she was, uh, like, 28, 29. Uh, Actually, she might have been, no, she was 30s. Because, yeah, she was into show and knife and stuff like that. But it's just still like just swipe left on that dude. You're just, no, well, I'm no, good. Well, I mean, it's just like I'm looking at like going like, what the fuck? Like, does she just want sperm? Like, is she harvesting sperm for something? Like, why? Why does There's she want? There's so many girls on there. It's a huge nightclub. Think of it in terms of a nightclub. It's a yeah, huge nightclub. I don't know. I'm finding it to be pretty homogenous. Well, no, you got to kind of work at it a little bit. Maybe or, tweak your profile a little so you maybe answer a question a little differently that you might have answered wrong. I mean, they are, they are also as insecure as you are. They're, it's a, it's a safe, it's safe. It's a safe place. You can just have messages. It's not like there's a public forum of shaming that comes with. Oh, can you believe uh, Travis? He he sent me a message and asked me if I like books. Fucking asshole! <laughs> you believe this fucking animal? And think of what they're seeing with dudes, because dudes are gross. Well, that's the thing. Like they, I don't know how many of them. They're just like no dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, you know what I mean? No, you're not coming to my house for a first date. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. It, it all seems like I understand why a girl would not talk to you and yeah. cancel and her so account. For like, me, what happened to like, make that happen? I guess I, I think I'm a normal person. You are, kind and of. So, like, to come at him, like, you know, like, how do I approach him now? Because it's like, you know, you're almost afraid they're, they're like a beaten dog. You know, like, <laughs> like, take it easy there. Take it easy. I'm not coming at you with a dick pic. You've made so many assumptions, dude. So many. (laughs) You're like, well, you know, maybe, maybe they're just so beaten down by the whole process that they don't even want to hear from me. I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a a burr in their collar. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They would just take their account down. 
they realize that there's girls put up. I, I feel bad for many girls because guys are so aggressive, so aggressive. Yeah, like yeah, like should be. What on was a another list one? Aggressive. Oh yeah, what was another one? Oh, if you send me a picture with uh, you know, if you send me a picture of you without your shirt on, instantly I'm not going to get back to you. See that girl you should have gotten in touch with because she's normal. Right, 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 right. You could just send a hey, what's hey. up? <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> I'd be happy just to send you know if if this resulted in a few clever messages back and forth, I'd be happy. Okay, so I, I tried to take another stab at it again. Um, uh, you can probably tell tell me where I went wrong because this person's probably never going to respond to me. <laughs> Hello, my name is Travis. Um, on her thing, she said, like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing on here. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, hello, my name's Travis. I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to get out of this app slash site myself. Notice that you have similar interests, interests as me and thought I'd say hi. Uh, I'd be interested in exchanging ideas on art, music, etc. Yeah, it seems generic in that you're going to send her a check from Saudi Arabia that she needs to cash immediately. That's what it sounds like you're doing. Oh, Jesus. Doesn't it? So how would you do it? Just, hey, sup? <laughs> well, if she's <laughs> under 30, yeah. Okay, she <clears throat> is my age. Yeah, I would put less in there. Less I would like, there? you know, wink. Just send her a wink or something. You know, just, just, just a wink? real light. Yeah, real light. Could be real light. Like, hey, down to text. I mean, you don't have to <laughs> be like to DTF or anything, but you know. <laughs> DTT? Yeah. So, <laughs> you could See, be you don't even know what the fuck to do on here. Well, I've been married and with the same girl for a decade and a half. Well, so who the fuck are you to give me advice on this then? Because I would at least try, and that's how you get married is you keep casting a ball. <laughs> that's how you get married. <laughs> you don't necessarily need to get married, but you can. <laughs> See, you're you trying to it. fucking do. You're trying to <laughs> suck me into that shit. You, I knew it. You know, you know, you know. You've told me a million times that it would be great to have somebody to do shit with yes it would okay yeah yeah i'm getting to that age where you've been in this age that's why you have so many fiancés for christ's sake we all know you're trying to meet the one there's no Uh, but you stopped trying okay yeah yeah okay all right fuck fuck you you're not obi-wan where you can just keep going and going hanging out with girls in their 20s when you're 40 no i don't want to do that i just yeah you're right you know i am a romantic believe it or not (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully next week. Um, my Okay, so what should my goal be then? For, see for like I wish week? all of you could see him. He's like truly flustered. He's so mad. He looks at his phone like it's just betrayed him. <laughs> we signed up for this. We wanted this. I may be more than you because you've been really <laughs> resistant. So, okay. So like what should my goal be for next week then? Like text two girls? Well, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to, like I said, we're going to try to 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 maintain a little different format here. Uh, we are going to talk about next week. You're going to give us an update on POF. That's yes. going to happen. We're going to follow a little bit of Travis's personal life. You don't you don't have to give away anything you don't want to give away. Oh, thank you. I'll try to pull it out of him though for you. Um, we're going to talk about you know we're both going to talk about something we're into. No. I am going to, for instance, and we're going to tease things at the end of the show so you know what we're going to maybe talk about next week. Okay. Now, I tried to do that early on. You remember that? When I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about yeah, that. And then the next week, we would just get on something. Yeah, we totally never different. talk about yeah. it. So we're, we're going to try to like put a little of that stuff structurally into the show. So it's going to require you to put a little effort towards your personal life. 
thank you for telling me this on air. And, you know, I've been telling, you. I've literally, those of you that know Travis know, I've been telling him this for weeks, and it's only now that he's choosing to hear it. We're going to talk about Iceland next week. We are going to talk about Iceland. I'm going to talk about some cookies I found that are just bomb diggity. Okay. Now, we don't we don't have any advertisers. Nobody's paid. If I'm telling you about a movie that I like or something that I want to eat or whatever, a food, a restaurant, nobody paid us for that. And if they do pay us, believe me, you will be the first to know because it will be a huge celebration for us. Like, <laughs> Holy shit, somebody paid us to do something. <laughs> But uh, I'm excited to hear about this. I feel like you're going to go someplace with it. I don't know where. Hopefully not jail, but someplace. Yeah, hopefully not jail. Hopefully not a dark place. Not too dark of a place. Like, what's their names? Mm. Nah. The, what, the sperm collector or whatever. You mean the lady on your phone? Yeah, the lady on my phone. Now, the one that you sent out, is she promising? I don't know. I don't know. How old is she? Uh, she's between my age and yours. So... There's a huge mid, space there. Yeah, <laughs> 37, 38? In her late 30s, late 30s, early 40s. Late 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she has a kid, but... <laughs> See what I mean? It's going to be so fun. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com.